Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about market selection. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee from Boquete, Panama. Their specialty coffee sells for a premium to the commodity coffee at auction, and as a landowner, you would benefit from those high prices. If the idea of a safe, diversified, cash-flowing offshore investment is intriguing to you, check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. On today's show, we're talking about market selection. Friday last week, we reported on the podcast about a couple of markets that appear overheated and how that market could represent the start of the next market down cycle in real estate. Seattle has added much more capacity than the market can absorb, even though it's an extremely healthy market from a jobs perspective. We're talking 30,000 units of excess capacity. That's a big number. So Seattle represents an example of how market cycles can unfold. But real estate is intensely local. And as we talked about with George Ross on last weekend's edition, what happens in one market can sometimes bear little to no resemblance to what happens in another. What happens in the local economy is of far greater importance than what happens in the national or the global economy. Just because there's a problem with overbuilding in Seattle doesn't mean that there's a problem across the country. For example, if you have a major employer making an investment in market, that's going to have a much larger impact than anything happening at the national level. It's about the laws of supply and demand. Is there influx of population? What is the jobs creation picture? And what is the ability to pay? You need all of these factors. And that's why we invest in areas that have those fundamentals. We seek to invest in areas where the business environment will span macroeconomic cycles. Today, we're heavily focused on a town called Lake Charles, Louisiana. We actually have four projects there. Lake Charles is not exactly a household name. It's located on Interstate 10, halfway between Houston and Baton Rouge. It's a smaller city located on the Gulf Coast with major natural gas, petrochemical, and seaport expansions over the next decade. These projects total about $118 billion of new project infrastructure in a town of about 200,000 people. The size and scale of that investment is absolutely staggering. In fact, Lake Charles is the number one growth market in Louisiana, and in the country in terms of job growth, according to USA Today. The city added 30.5% more jobs in the last five years, and they're on target to grow the local population by at least another 35,000 in permanent population and another 25,000 in temporary workforce. Now, when you evaluate the merits of any possible investment, you want to look at three things. You want to look at number one, the specific opportunity. Number two, you got to do due diligence on the people involved. And number three, you've got to look at the market. Today, we're focusing only on that last element, the market. When you look at the market, there are a few metrics that I consider to be important. Number one, is there population growth? I never want to invest in a shrinking city. There's many examples of shrinking cities. Detroit has lost nearly half its population. Chicago lost a bunch of population last year. And there are others, but I want growth, period, full stop. I always want growth. Number two, comparable rents in terms of dollars per square foot. If the rent per square foot is too low, the number simply won't work. You can price your individual project wherever you want, but it can't be too far away from the market average for units of that type. Number three, 
you got to look at the overall supply-demand situation. What's the vacancy rate? In addition, you need to look at the new capacity coming into the market. So it's not just the current picture, but a forward-looking picture. Make sure the market can absorb not only your project, but all of the other planned projects in the market. Number four, you want to pay attention to the ability to pay. The tenants have the money. If you're going to make money, they have to transfer the money from them to you. So are there enough of your ideal tenants in the market with high enough incomes to afford your product? And number five, finally, you want to pay attention to the cap rates that properties in the local market are commanding. You don't want to assume that you're going to get market appreciation. That is to say, cap rate should remain constant. The cap rate needs to meet your investment criteria. There's a lot of markets in the country that exhibit strong population growth. They have good paying jobs, but they don't necessarily make sense from a supply-demand perspective. Again, Seattle is perhaps the best example of that where they're dramatically overbuilt. The important thing to remember is that local economic forces are far more important than what's happening at a regional, national, or even global level. Those factors shouldn't be ignored, but it all starts with the local. And that's why we're only building in certain locations that meet that very strict criteria. As you're thinking about that, thinking about where you're going to make your next investment, make sure that you have a structured way of evaluating the market. Meantime, have a spectacular day, make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. tomorrow.